0: You're listening to the RTF Podcast. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringThefaith.com. Earlier today it was revealed to the world that Pope Francis has encouraged the Jesuit SJ Father Jimmy Martin in his LGBT quote unquote ministry. In a handwritten letter. Pope Francis sent to James Martin, which I'm going to read you the full text of, he implicitly approves of Jimmy Martin's outreach, so-called, to the alphabet people. This, of course, is a significant turn of events because it puts in writing, in a handwritten letter, everything that we have suspected about who am I to judge. The Pope, who am I to judge, uh, well, we, we all of us traditionalists and conservatives, we were lambasted when we had a visceral reaction to that comment, when we said, hold on a second, there's something not right about that comment. And um, well, I hate to say that we are vindicated because you really do hate to be vindicated about something so wicked, despicable, awful, and evil but here we are. I'm going to read you the letter here. This was apparently handwritten from Pope Francis to James Martin S.J. Quote, Dear brother, thank you for your mail and for the photos. Please thank your nephew for his kindness to me and for having chosen the name Francisco and congratulate him on the socks. He made me laugh. Tell him that I pray for him and ask him to do so for me. Regarding your P.S. about the Outreach LBGT Ministry Conference, I want to thank you for your pastoral zeal and your ability to be close to people with that closeness that Jesus had and that reflects the closeness of God. Our Heavenly Father approaches with love every one of His children, each and every one. His heart is open to each and every one. He is Father. God's style has three aspects, closeness, compassion, and tenderness. This is how he draws closer to each one of us. Thinking about your pastoral work, I see that you are continuously looking to imitate this style of God. You are a priest for all men and women, just as God is the Father for all men and women. I pray for you to continue in this way, being close, compassionate, and with great tenderness. And I pray for your faithful, your parishioners, quote unquote, and anyone whom the Lord places in your care, so that you protect them and make them grow in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't forget to pray for me. May Jesus bless you, and may the Holy Virgin protect you, Fraternally. Francisco. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember when Cardinal Zen made his way out of China, Cardinal Zen, and he was in Rome for something like 36 hours or 48 hours or 52 hours, begging Pope Francis to spend one hour with him so that he could deliver to him the news about the plight of the underground church? Well, Francis had no time for Cardinal Zinn. Francis had no time for that. He, that was the same month, I believe, around the same time that he did, in fact, have time to meet with Jimmy Martin. And you guys all remember this, the photo op of James Martin sitting there, yucking it up, laughing it up with Francis in the Vatican. Meanwhile, Cardinal Zinn is out on the cold streets literally sleeping in the streets at times, apparently, along with the faithful Catholics in China. And now we have a written confirmation, unfortunately, a written confirmation that affirms Jimmy Martin's quote-unquote pastoral zeal and ability to be close to people. And this is This is a letter that is explicitly in response to James Martin's letter telling him about an LGBT conference that he is hosting. So Martin, Father Martin, tells Pope Francis, hey, I'm doing this thing for the alphabet people. And what does Francis say? I am so proud of you, your zeal, your closeness to your parishioners, your people your pastoral work. These are all direct quotes. America Magazine proudly, triumphantly, America Magazine, the Jesuit Review, it's a Jesuit magazine, proudly, triumphantly on their homepage, the first thing you can see, Pope Francis encourages Jesuit Father James Martin in his alphabet ministry. Written by Gerard O'Connell, June 27th, 2021, the same day that I am making this podcast. All I can tell you is that in the month of June, which is dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, I am not aware of. And look, I'm, I don't. I don't review all the personal, handwritten messages from Francisco to the various heretics and schismatics around the world. I, I can't. I can't possibly read them all. I do have a day job, and so do you. But I am not aware of any personal correspondence, private correspondence that he has had this month with anyone confirming them in their zeal for the Sacred Heart, in their closeness to the Sacred Heart. I am not aware of Pope Francis talking about being personal with the Sacred Heart. So why do I say that? Because the New World Order, the alphabet people, the World Economic Forum, the Build Back Better crowd, the corporate America, the Democrats, they, they love the month of June. They have inverted the meaning of the month of June instead of the Sacred Heart they've turned month into, the month of June into a month of blasphemy, a month of inversion, a month of diabolical inversion. They call it diabolical disorientation. That's, that's, that's the catchphrase. They've inverted the meaning of the month of June to include a diabolical attack on the family. So instead of making reparations to the sacred heart, which is what the heart of that devotion is all about, making reparations for our sins, what Francisco wants you to do is be proud of your sins. Pride month. An entire month of pride. It is the opposite of the Catholic religion what he is endorsing here. And that's, that's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. This isn't just some mean, online, radical, traditionalist vitriol like what Robert Barron calls me. This isn't just me being mad about Pope Francis and attacking him baselessly, which is what Robert Barron and Turd on Fire accuses me of. This is reading the words on the page in the month they were written, in the context they were written. No time for Cardinal Zen, all the time in the world for Jamie Martin. No time, no handwritten letters for the Sacred Heart. Handwritten letters for Pride Month. This, ladies and gentlemen, is not Catholic. It's not even subtle at this point. You know, early on in his pontificate, he was a little more subtle. At this point, he is baring his teeth nakedly in the open and challenging anyone to stop him. So what do we do with this information? Well, first of all, we need to be aware of it. And I say this because, you know, I get a lot of people who say, you know, why you only talk about the bad news or... The rad trads online, they only talk about the bad news. These podcasts only talk about the bad news. Why can't you talk about something positive and uplifting and all these things? I do that. I have a whole playlist. It's called Living the Faith. If you want something positive and uplifting and historical and something that admires the tradition and the beauty and the splendor of our truth, go check out that podcast. Go check out that whole playlist, Living the Faith. Hours and hours of content. But if you're listening to the news and reporting podcast that this one is on, that's the nature of it. We live in a pretty terrible world right now. And so the news is going to be bad. So that's, 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 that's the first point. The second point of why we need to be aware of it is because you, ha- you cannot bury your head in the sand and just say to yourself, I only want to hear positive things. That's not living in reality, ladies and gentlemen. I know so many tender-minded people There are tough-minded people, there are tender-minded people. The tough-minded people are willing to face objective reality as it is. They are willing to face the facts, they want to know the cold, hard truth. The tender-minded people want to live in a fairy tale. And there are plenty in both camps. I don't know that I would divide humanity equally between the two camps, but I would say that there's a pretty large chunk of tender-minded people and it's always the tender-minded people that send me the emails and say oh you're so hard on this person or that person am i being hard i don't think i'm being hard i think i'm just reading the words on the page i think i'm just here to tell you that your pope my pope your pope our pope at least the man who claims to be pope Everyone says he is. He wears the thing. That he is not supporting the Catholic religion. He is supporting what can only be described as the satanic religion. The attack on the family, the deprivation of one mother and one father, two children, the pedo-grooming that happens the disease that is spread. The celebration of pride. The deadliest of the deadly sins. That is the satanic religion. That's not the Catholic religion. Am I saying the Pope's not Catholic? No, I'm not saying that. I don't actually know that. I have concerns. You have concerns. I find all of this to be very concerning. Concerning enough to spend my Sunday evening talking about it with you. But you come to this podcast not because you're tender-minded and you want to hear only good stories. Because, I, you know what, I have, I have a message for my tender-minded people. And there are many of you, and you'll still email me. And I try to reply to as many of them as possible. You know that. And I'm very respectful to all of you in email. But... My message to my tender-minded audience is this, if you want to bury your head in the sand and only listen to good news, if you want to only surround yourself with happy thoughts, then don't read the lives of the saints. Don't read about the martyrs, about the missionaries. Because that's not going to help you. If you only want to hear fairy tales, just read fairy tales. As for the rest of us that want to live in objective reality, face the world as it is, trust our five senses that God gave us, our faith and our reason, as for the rest of us that know who the ruler of this world is, who are realists, who have to make real plans, live in the real world, raise real families, as for the rest of us, we look at this and we say, this confirms what I've always known. This is another data point, but perhaps the larger data point in this particular trend or trajectory. And now I know for certain that the man occupying the seat of peter does not have my best intentions with regards to the catholic religion and it's important to know that if that's a truth and that has historically been true time after time after time this is, we're not in uncharted territory here i mean in some ways we are in some ways we certainly are but in the in the idea that we might actually have a bad pope we might be living in one of those times where it's confusing in that in that idea this is hardly the first time or the second or the third or the fourth and if you were living in one of those times if you were living in the avignon papacy if you were living with three antipopes all rival claimants to the papacy if you were living in one of those times, wouldn't you want to know? I mean, I guess there's a little bit of wisdom to just not knowing, to just being the dumb peasant, right? Or the, not the dumb, but the uninformed. In a pre-internet age world, being a Catholic peasant working on the field, hardly even knowing the name of the Pope, let alone his personal missives. Yeah, there's probably some wisdom to that. Ignorance is bliss, after all. That's what they say. But we don't live in that age. We just don't. We live in the information age. Things are coming at us faster than ever before. The news is getting worse than it's ever gotten. And it is accelerating at a rate that it has never changed, I think, in all of human history. So unfortunately, I don't think that we have the luxury of not knowing. In fact, there might even be a precarious danger to our souls if we don't know. And that's why I'm telling you this information. Because if you listen to the RTF podcast and you don't already know that the man in charge of the Vatican may not be your ally, then I think it's important that you do know that so that you can prepare yourself, your soul, your family to maintain the Catholic religion no matter what. To cling to antiquity no matter what. That's the real way to be to emulate the poor ignorant catholic peasant of the middle ages if you want to emulate that person it that the heart of it doesn't consist in just burying your head in the sand and not knowing anything the heart of it consists in remaining faithful to the magisterium that which is taught in all times and all places by all peoples no matter what that's how we can emulate the ignorant Catholic peasant that I see so many people saying, I just want to be that guy. I just want to be the ignorant Catholic peasant who doesn't even know who the Pope is. Well, if you want to be that person, then just read the Council of Trent. Read the Catechism of Trent. Put that into practice. Did you know that that is the only infallible catechism ever promulgated by the Catholic Church? There's nothing wrong with it. Live out that catechism. For me, I have to flip to the chapter on anger quite a bit. And uh, the catechism, the Council of Trent, has a few things to say to me. Your key chapters might be different than mine. I'm not going to look at the new catechism. Why would I read the 1983 catechism or code of canon law or the, the catechism based off of the 1983 code? Why would I even read that? Why would I waste my precious time with that? Cling to antiquity, as St. Vincent of Lorenz says. By the way, the all times, all places, all peoples thing. You know who came up with that? St. Vincent of Lorenz. He was a powerhouse saint that's not talked about that much, except in traditional circles. And why was he a powerhouse saint? Because he gave us that formula for what constitutes the magisterium of the church. It's the... Deposit of faith, which was given to the apostles and ends with the death of the last apostle. is the deposit of faith. Plus the infallible teachings of the church, which are confirmed by the notion of what is taught and believed and put into practice in all times and all places by all peoples. Was the new mass believed in all times and all places by all peoples? No, it wasn't. In fact, when Pope Pius V promulgated definitively defide the rubrics of the mass, he, he went and canceled any other rite that wasn't at least 200 years old. He said any right that's not 200 years old is done. It's gone. It's in the dustbin of history. We haven't even reached 100 years on this new thing. So no, it's not believed in all times and all places by all peoples. Certainly not. It's not the mass of the saints. It's not the mass of the ages. And it certainly is not the Catholic religion when you boil it down. So let's be that poor, ignorant farmer together. Let's be that person but let's not be that person by being the tender minded person who buries his or her head under the sand, doesn't wanna hear anything bad, just wants to hear the good news or no news at all. No, that's not the way to go. The way to do it is to become highly educated in the things that matter. Ott, Denzinger, Trent. If we can ground ourselves in the true Catholic faith and pass it on to our children, that is how we can be the poor, ignorant, middle ages peasant. Let's do that together, huh? Let's be that poor, ignorant, middle aged peasant together, except that we live in the technological modern age, the information age, and we have more traditional information at our fingertips than ever before in all of human history. Let's put that to use, okay? God bless you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and consider becoming a patron. It is only through the patron patronage of people on Patreon and or through PayPal directly that I'm able to continue this Lay Apostolate and this podcast. So, I really would appreciate it if you would consider doing that. Also, if you found this podcast to be helpful to you, share it with your friends. Things that are shared directly with people are more likely to be listened to. And um, it comes as no surprise once people start listening, they can't stop themselves from listening. And I understand that. I get that because this is a very addictive product. I love it. I love doing it. You love listening to it. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. My pleasure to talk to you this evening and God bless you. You're listening to the RTF podcast. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringThefaith.com